It's so beautiful to see every one of you today. It's so beautiful to see every one of you today. The praise team ushered us into this place. Amen. And we thank God for them, these musicians, these preachers of the gospel, who God has blessed me with. Toward the end of this service and toward the end of this message, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for you. And uh, we're going to pray that God gives you the strength to make your move. Amen, somebody. To make your move. Amen. Somebody says it's time to make your move. You've been waiting on them to make their move. But God says, no, this ain't that time. It's time for you to make your move. Somebody say me. Amen. Amen. Time to make your move. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Verse number 6 says, But I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Somebody say amen. Verse number 7 says, Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so that he'll give, not grudgingly, or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful what? A cheerful giver. Amen. Verse number 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound in every good work. Amen. It's your move. Now, I want to begin this message by telling you that I play golf. I play golf. Now, I did not say that I play golf well. I play golf. I have clubs. Amen? I know the rules of the game. Amen? And I have friends who don't mind playing golf with me. Amen? My objective when I go to play golf is never to win, but it's simply to enjoy the moment. So when I say I play golf, I don't want you to think that I'm some type of golf pro, but I played golf for enough years to appreciate the dynamics of the sport. And I want to give you one example. Uh, my friends, uh, several of them are good at golf. Talking about they play, they play well. They, they, they shoot low scores. And typically when I play golf with a group of people, we play in what is called foursomes. A lot of times we play in tournaments, and my friends, even though they know I can't play golf well, they never hesitate to ask me to go play with them. Amen. Amen. They, they call me up, Gerard called me up and said, Jack, come on, come on, play with us, play on our team. And we'll get there, and there have been a couple of tournaments that I've been on the winning team. And I participate in the wind. Somebody say amen. amen. I get the same glory as everybody else. Somebody say amen. amen. At the end of the day, nobody looks at the score and try to pick out who did better. Somebody say amen. amen. The objective is to win. Somebody say amen. amen. And I've won several times, not because I was the best golfer, but because I was on the best team. Y'all so, so when you play in foursomes, what, what happens a lot of times is you pick the shot that you want to hit. 
Somebody say amen. amen. And, and, and if we know we got a good driver on our team, we let him drive. We count on his drive. If we know we got a good putter, we count on his putter. If we, if we got a good, y'all not helping me here. We, if we got a good chipper, we count on his chip. Y'all not going to help me here. And there are many times in a golf match where they will walk up to me and say, Jack, it's your move. Now, here's what you got to understand. If, if, if winning the match was totally dependent on my move, then we would lose every time. But just, y'all missing this, just because it's my move and I'm not a good golfer does not mean it's not going to be a good shot. Let me help you out. Because no matter where I hit my ball, there's somebody usually on the team that can take it from where I hit it and get it to the hole. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. And what God is saying in this season is that you haven't moved because you don't think your hand is good enough. You, you, you haven't moved because you don't think what you can do is good enough. And God says, in this season, I'm not asking you if you are good enough. I need you to trust me that I am good enough. When you make your move, no matter where that move leads you, I'm going to do the rest. What your move is going to do is going to prove to me that you depend on me. Y'all not helping me here. You, your move, your move is not just going to say you depend on me, but your move is going to say I trust you, God. And I need five people in here to lift up your hands if you trust God to make another move on your behalf. God says, God says, in this season, I'm going to prove it to you in the text. If you make your move, no matter where that move leads, I'm going to come in behind you and make the move that seals the deal. Let me show it to you in the text. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 6 says, But I say this, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, here's what the first thing you've got to understand. This is a biblical principle. Yeah. Biblical principle. And, and this particular scripture, it, 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 it lends itself to open it. It opens itself up to, to, to talk about things other than money. Right. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> says, whatever you sow, if you sow it sparingly, going to reap it sparingly. If you sow it bountifully, you're going to reap it bountifully. So, if you sow a little bit of time, God will give you a little time back. But man, God says in this season, if you make yourself available, because you've got to understand, if this is going to be the season of big ideas and big moves, you've got to be available for God to use. Somebody say amen. And God said, if you give me a lot of time, I'll give you a lot of time. That, that's how people who serve God, that's how people who give their time and effort and their talents, even in their treasures to God, that's why it seems like they always have more than enough. Somebody say amen. I'm not, I'm not out of time. God will add time to my day. Y'all not helping me here. Lord, they just have 24 hours in their day. But 
in their day. Y'all not helping me here. God will give me extra time to finish the assignment. Y'all not helping me here. Extra time to pay the bill. Are y'all gonna help me here? God will give me extra time. He'll give me extra whatever I give to him. This is a biblical principle. How you sow determines how you are blessed. And it's impossible to sow and not harvest more than you have sown. Look at somebody tell them it's impossible. It's impossible. There's no way you can plant a seed on good ground and water it and something not come up bigger than you put in the ground. If you don't get nothing but the stalk, y'all miss that here. You've still got more than you had in your hand. Look at somebody say, he's preaching already. I'm talking about, if you don't get nothing but the leaf, you still get more than you put in the ground. But God talks about having a harvest, which means that you're going to get more than the stalk. You're going to get more than the leaf. That must mean that there's going to be some fruit on your vine. And I want to take five seconds to prophesy to somebody who will receive it. God says, this is your season of reaping the harvest. You planted long enough. Y'all ain't helping me in here. You've been watering for a long time. But God says, in this new season, you are about to reap what you've sown. But here's the thing you got to understand about reaping. Reaping doesn't just signify good things. Because you can sow bad things too. Y'all not helping me here? Talk to somebody and say, whatever you sow. Whether it be good or bad, you're going to reap what you sow. Y'all going to help me here? This scripture, the scripture I just read, proclaims, proclaims and confirms what Galatians 6, chapter number 6, verses 9, 7 through 9 says. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever, say whatsoever, good or bad, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Verse number eight proves it a little bit further. It says, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth in the what? Spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. But here's where availability matters. Because look at what verse nine says. Your next move can be the move that changed your life forever. 
to shout unto God, I am not tired yet. No, 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 I'm not tired yet, I'm not tired yet. I've had some failures, but I'm not tired. I've lost some money, but I'm not tired. I've lost some friends, but I'm not tired yet. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, we shall reap if we do what? Faint not. Do you hear me? See, see, the reason why some of you can't celebrate is because you don't understand the difference between calendar dates and due season. Y'all missed a good place to shout. You wanted to have the job by the end of October. You didn't get the job, so you didn't shout. Y'all not helping me here. You wanted to be married by the time you were 30, but you still single, so you can't shout. Y'all not helping me here. You wanted the miracle to occur by December, but because it hasn't happened yet, you can't shout. But can I bless five of you right now? God says you got to stop looking at the dates on the calendar and realize that in spite of you not having what you've been looking for, you're still alive. And God has taken care of every one of your needs. Is there anybody here that can stand on your feet and give God praise because you don't have it yet, but you're still living like you got it? You ain't got it yet, but you're still living like you got joy? Y'all not helping me here. Anybody here ain't out of the storm yet, but you still got peace in the middle of a storm? I dare you to do me a favor and give Satan a shock and let him know that in spite of what I don't have, I still got God. And as long as I got God, a due season is in my future.
to shout about it. My enemies can't do nothing about it. My finances can't do nothing about it. It's called due season. Okay, okay. For those of y'all who stand it, y'all stay there. Let me see if I can give the rest of them a reason to say it. I've never been to prison. But I know enough about the system to tell you this. Come here for a minute. Let me use you. Let me use you. Y'all stay standing because y'all don't want to have to sit down and get back up. They're going to get up when I tell you this. See, let me, let me explain through season this way. See, she's in prison. She's been given 10 years. 10 years in one day. She's been there for eight years. She goes before the parole board and they say you can be released on parole. So she walks out of the prison cell. Y'all not helping me. And she makes a little mistake. Shit, 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 I'm almost done, I promise you. 
I promise y'all I'm almost done. So let us not be with you in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Tell somebody, say, I'm not tired yet. I feel another push. I feel another push. I feel another push. I feel. <laughs> I don't know who I'm talking to. Shall I? I feel another push. I feel. Oh yeah, I feel. I feel the push. I, I can see the finish line. Oh, you don't even know what to shout about. Touch one more person and tell them it's almost over now. 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 But watch this. I gotta, I gotta leave with this. Watch this. The word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 7, says, Every man, according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give. Whatever you give, let him give. Watch this. Not grudging. If you're going to give an offer, you might as well keep it if you're mad about giving. If you don't give your time, you might as well not even come if you're going to be mad about showing up. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. And John that scripture bothered me because I'm thinking, why does God love a giver at all? about to miss it. If you miss this, you miss everything. Bring it. Why does God love a giver at all? Considering that he's God and don't need nothing. See, some of y'all, some of y'all don't even get that because y'all so high on yourself like you really do think God needs you. You really, you really think, you, you really do believe that God needs you. Can I tell you the revelation I got? If I drop this microphone today and say, Yeah. 
and his people. I need every hand lifted in this place. Only if you believe God can do this. God says in this season, when you move, he's going to move. Keep your hand lifted. Watch what God, watch what God says in verse number 8. Verse number 8 says, Mike, it says, God is able. This miracle happens. You can't perform this miracle. God said all he needs is your availability. With your hands outstretched, I just want you to open your mouth right now and tell God I'm available. Come on, tell him. Come on, talk to him. Come on, have a 60 second conversation with him that only you can have. Come on, just a 60 second conversation with him. Oh. 
Somebody shout, God is able, God is able, God is able. God is able, God is able. God is able. I had to go, Dr. Flanagan, I had to go to the message Bible. Because I knew the message Bible will say this like we would say it. The message Bible says, first eight like this. If we begin with the King James Version, we'll act God is able. Everybody can't shout out this. I'm just going to read this scripture. I'm, I'm encouraging you to listen to it carefully. And if you can praise God for this, praise him for it. How will you praise him? Get this, get this, get this. Watch this. God is able to pour on blessings in astonishing ways so that you are ready for any and everything that come your way. More than just ready to do what needs to be done. And might I add, God is going to do it in such a way that you're not just going to have enough for yourself, but you're going to be living in the overflow. Praise Him if you can praise Him. Yeah. 